The call for proposals for Voice Summit 2020 is available now. Having the opportunity to speak at Voice Summit will be highly competitive this year. So if you'd like the chance to be a speaker at this year's event, fill out the form at voicesummit.ai and click on Apply to Speak. Proposals are only open until January 31st, so be sure to get yours in now. That's voicesummit.ai and click on Apply to Speak. Rain was founded in 1999 and has been a top agency for a long time. In the last few years, Rain made the decision to pivot towards voice. In this episode, Nithya Thadani, the CEO of Rain, and Nick Godfrey, the COO of Rain, discuss why they transitioned to voice, how they've been able to lead in innovation in voice and attract clients like Starbucks, Tide, Headspace, and more, plus how they manage leading a top voice agency and being great parents. Hi, Inside Voice podcast listeners. This is your co-host, Carrie Roberts. And today, my guests are Nithya Thadani, the CEO of Rain, and Nick Godfrey, the COO of Rain. Welcome, and thank you both for being here. Thank you, Carrie. Hey, Carrie. So Rain was founded in 1999 and has been a top agency for a long time. In the last few years, Rain made the decision to pivot to voice. Can you describe the rationale behind this decision? Sure. I'd love to get started. And quick thanks for you for having us on. I'll actually punt this over to Nithya in 15 seconds, but I'll start the podcast by giving myself some kudos because why not start that way? But uh, I, I really do believe as a founder, probably my biggest responsibility is talent and bringing in talent. And Nithya was someone I had my eye on as someone to run this company for a long time. And uh, after I started it in uh, 2006, if you fast forward a, a decade later, bringing in Nithya kind of run this company in the future was, I think, the smartest and best decision I've made as a founder of this company. So I'll let her give the backstory of how she came in. But uh, I do take pride in that one major decision. Thanks, Nick. So yeah, I mean, I, I joined Rain actually as a consultant, and that was a favor to Nick. And I think coming in that way was important because I really had an opportunity to understand Rain and its assets with a fresh perspective. And, you know, not to mention the fact that everyone loves to dish out dirty laundry to a consultant, um, especially when they're not part of the company. And that information gathering was really valuable, especially when I ultimately joined a CEO because I went into this eyes wide open. At the time that I joined Rain, as Nick mentioned in 2016, Rain was doing many things in the technology space, websites, mobile applications, and voice was one of them, but it really wasn't the focus. It was just a small sliver of the business. And at the time, voice was very much being led by our technology team somewhat in a silo. So it wasn't being approached as a holistic strategy, creative, and tech solution the way that we offer it today. There were just so many early indications that voice was going to be ubiquitous. Rain had a very unique right to win in this space through our own technology capabilities and relationships, but particularly with some of the early traction we had with the big platform players, namely Amazon initially at that time. So very quickly after joining the company, we made the decision to double down and pivot completely to voice AI. That was three years ago, and we haven't really looked back. And I really believe that that pivot and the ability to be hyper-focused has allowed us to stay ahead of the curve and really maintain some of our advantage in the space. Now, what are some of the successes and challenges that making this pivot into voice has brought to your agency? 
I'll start with the challenge. I think for me, as kind of an operational logistic uh, guy, pivoting to a, a brand new space, especially innovation, has been tricky, right? So in our previous iteration, we were building a lot of websites and apps. When I'm building a, a website, I knew it takes about four or five meetings to close the deal. I knew the approximate price point you know, of, of building a website would be X hundred thousands of dollars. I knew that it would take me X amount of months and I would make a 50% margin. When we're in the innovation space, especially building voice experiences, a lot of the things we're doing is we're doing them for the first time. So there's a lot more education involved. There's a lot more meetings. The deal cycle is longer. We're having to get different stakeholders on board more. The budgets aren't as clear as they were in the past. Sometimes they come from an innovation group. Sometimes they come from a brand's P&L. So really figuring out that sweet spot of you know, how to get the work started, how to execute the work, how to service our clients efficiently has been challenging as everything we do, we do it for the first time. That's been one of the biggest challenges. You know, on the success side, and I'll let you chime in with you as well, you know, we had a, an agency in our uh, sort of previous existence full of people that came to work at Rain as a digital ad agency. We had graphic designers, we had copywriters, we had strategists, we had project managers, and we still have a lot of those roles. But all those roles have changed fundamentally. If you're a designer at Rain in 2015, well, what does that mean for you when you're now working at a voice company and not an ad agency designing websites? And it's been really amazing to watch people evolve. I, uh, evolve. The, probably the biggest success I would say is the core executive team at Rain and, and down from the top has really evolved. They've evolved their skill set. They've evolved their approach. They've accepted new challenges. They're playing in a space that's been new. And for the most part, uh, a lot of people have accepted this with open arms and, and they've become experts in a field that three or four years ago wasn't even really on their radar. So watching that and watching people's skill sets change has been really exciting for me. I echo all of that that Nick just said. And, you know, the pivot is so interesting because we often ask ourselves, okay, had three years ago, if we had actually started Rain from scratch, rather than pivoting from what was a much larger organization, what would have been different? Would we have built the team differently? Would we have made decisions differently? And that wasn't the case. It may have been easier, but instead, you know, we had the people, the talent, the assets of Rain Prior, and we had to shift and kind of pivot all of that together structurally and organizationally to meet this new demand and this new need. Interestingly, and, and kind of Nick said this, that has been a lot of our advantage in some ways because the reason that we're able to do this work so well is because we don't just have a team of technicians or a team of VX designers. We have strategists, we have UX folks, VX folks, engineers, designers, all working under one roof and all with a very diverse skill set that comes from kind of traditional agency that we've been able to reappropriate to this new space. And, and, and that's really allowed us to do this work well. And your agency has worked with 23 Fortune 100 companies, including Nike, Starbucks, Headspace, Tide, and BlackRock, just to name a few. What has been your key to building such a strong brand name and reputation that attracts companies of this size and caliber to want to work with you in voice? For us, a lot of our success has been really kind of grassroots and getting our brand out there. And the thing that has really differentiated us is just 
putting great thinking out to the market and to our clients. Our posture at Rain is never to sell. It's always to educate and inspire. And we do that through our newsletter, through our thought leadership, through events that we speak at, and the amount of time that we spend with clients really helping them identify the challenge and unique use cases for voice. Um, we joke a lot here at Rain that we should sell more directly than we actually do. But I think that posture of being strategic and being a partner and a thought leader has really given us an edge and helped to create a very strategic brand for us. You know, another core tenet of Rain that I think has led to our success and sort of speaks to the DNA and why the quote unquote pivot potentially wasn't as challenging for us as it might be for another company is we were always kind of rooted in strategy. We always had this visceral fundamental negative reaction to what we call shiny object syndrome, where uh, we would call, say, clients have SOS syndrome, where somebody would come up with a really tactical idea. And this goes back decades, whether it was a flash or an iOS game, or we all experienced clients coming to us with very tactical ideas. And so we always were strategic. And I think Nithya coming from a very strategy heavy background, when she came in, she really leaned on that and she really bolstered our strategy department. And everything we do in voice starts usually with a strategic scope or a strategic exercise. So we're not participating in wonky briefs or, or crazy ideas. We're making sure that everything we're building is rigored in real qualitative and quantitative insights. And a lot of times we hear from our clients, this voice experience is great, but man, your strategy work and the way you got to this voice experience was really impressive. So not being tactical has been a big benefit with the larger companies. And I would love if you could share with us any success stories of the clients that you've worked with. Yeah, I can I can keep going. I'll talk about Headspace. It's a client of ours for almost three years now. And our chief creative officer always uses this Daniel Day-Lewis quote where he talks about voice is the thumbprint of the soul, which I think is a really powerful quote. And we've really found that some of the analytics that we're able to get via these voice experiences are invaluable to our clients. So if you take something like Headspace, we're able to get utterance data for Headspace. So we're able to see and we're able to hear the exact words and sentences that people are speaking into these experiences as they're going through meditation. We're able to drive insights on how people want their consumer journey in terms of meditation. You can't get that analytics, that type of insights via app analytics. That comes from utterance data. That's fundamentally different. We talk a lot about this data sort of being like a focus group of what. When you talk about Headspace and you talk about success, I think those insights and that data for Headspace has been super valuable. Yeah, on that note, I love the example that Amazon often gives about the work with Capital One, where after they built their experience, they had a number of users rather than asking, hey, what's my balance? Or, hey, can you make this transaction for me? Asking, hey, Capital One, how am I doing? And I know that's an extreme example, but I think for us, we have been doing a significant amount of work recently in industries like financial services. So when you talk about success, we've worked with BlackRock, we're working with Amex, MasterCard, E-Trade. And that idea of being able to pull in really rich sentiment data into how you build these experiences and that relationship with a brand is exciting in industries like financial services that are very traditionally transactional relationships with a the consumer. There's so much opportunity to really disrupt and transform and create you know, more empathetic and emotional connections with brands. And that's exciting. 
And I want to switch gears just slightly because I think what's also impressive about both of you is that Nithya, you have two young kids and Nick, you're a parent as well. And having a thriving career while still trying to be a great parent is something a lot of people struggle with. They can be hard on themselves for not feeling like they're doing well enough at both. So I'm curious, how do each of you try to balance your personal and professional life? And do you have any tips for those trying to do the same? Well, Carrie, you joked earlier that I accepted your calendar invite at 4 a.m. I would say that extreme lack of sleep is part of the juggle, but it's very challenging. And I think um, for me, mentally, the mental juggle is a big part of it. You know, my mind is always in both places at the same time. I'll be at the office and, you know, can't help thinking about flu shots or ballet practice. And similarly, there are so many times probably more times that I'm at home thinking about rain, particularly given the nature of this space. Voice AI is so exciting because it's changing every day, but that pace also makes it really hard to step away. So I consciously and very actively try to be more present in both places. When I'm at home with my kids before bed, I'm with them both physically and mentally as best I can for those two hours. And then usually kind of back online. My advice would be twofold. One, set expectations for yourself that are realistic. It's not going to be the same or perfect every day, but I can assure you that there will be more days of balance than not. So that's encouraging. And the second thing would be to really find help and support. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to pay for it. For me, that comes in so many different forms. I have a great husband and partner who juggles it with me every day at home. And then I have great partners here at Rain too from day one and kind of from the top down, this team is so supportive of family and understands priorities. You know, outside of the pressure that I personally put on myself, there's never been a moment really working here at Rain where I've felt any pressure to deprioritize family or my kids in any way. And I think that's so important. And unfortunately, it's still somewhat unique this day and age, particularly at the executive level. I agree with all of that. I would also add that it's a good time to be working our tails off with families. I think that's because of technology, quite frankly. Our calendars have AI in it. I have daily meetings that automatically move through a piece of software we use based on people's availability. And if I add something into the calendar, I don't have to go and write six emails and say, sorry, I'm pushing this meeting. This is for internal meetings usually only. But you know, the AI and the automation does everything. If I need to be at a parent-teacher conference in Connecticut until noon... I know that I'm going to crank tonight at at 9 p.m. and probably work for a couple of hours late night. And that's kind of accepted today more than ever. So I also think with remote workforces, with all the great technology, there's more flex in the schedule. And you need that when you're raising kids and running a company. Well, and I love that both of you do that personally and that Rain is such a big advocate for that. As voice grows and more companies see and understand the need to have a voice presence, where do you see Rain leading in the voice world in the near and distant future? So I'll kick off this one. You know, I believe this is kind of the most fun I have every day. It sounds cliche, but I really believe this. Rain is uniquely positioned to really, really leverage voice and figure out exactly where we'll be able to return the most value to our clients. And figuring out where within voice is something that I think is really fun. We made the decision to go all in and become a voice company. And I think the idea of where within voice, making another decision and going even more narrow, and potentially even more niche is really exciting. I think all the work we're doing now across a bunch of different sectors is laying the foundation that we're going to be able to make that right decision. Are we going to focus solely on the car? Are we going to focus on the enterprise? 
I was reading an article, having a conversation yesterday with a movie actor who was talking about who owns my voice. I don't have to be on set anymore because they can recreate my voice. And is that going to change my paycheck? What does voice synthesis mean? Am I going to be able to license my voice out? I don't think Rain is going into the movie voice synthesis business, but it's just another example of how so much beyond this world is beyond skills and actions. And that gets a lot of the press right now because of the proliferation of smart speakers. But voice, capital V, is such a huge industry. And every day, the debates and the ideas and where we're going to really focus is really exciting to me. Yeah, and just to piggyback on that, Nick, as one of those potential areas mentioned, enterprise AI, and that's that's certainly one of our bets in growth platforms in the future. You know, many of our current clients and the brands that we're speaking to are starting to see that traction and potential of voice with consumers and also kind of flipping the script and looking internally and starting to think about ways that voice can improve internal operations. So thinking about employee experience and employee training and ways that voice can fundamentally transform productivity and bottom line. This is a whole new world and it's just so fascinating and exciting. I mean, we're doing a plant site visit with one of our manufacturing clients later this month to kind of observe and figure out how and where we might be able to integrate voice into the way that their employees are working to make the process run better. For us, that is a kind of a new territory, but really, really exciting. And it's true innovation work. And when we talk about being a strategic partner and thought leader for our clients, that has to include the whole picture, both the consumer and customer touch point, but also these internal operations. Now, where can people learn more about Rain and connect with each of you? All right. Yeah. So if you wanted to find out more about Rain, you can check out our website, rain.agency. And I encourage you to subscribe to our newsletter, Voice on Voice. You can actually do that from our website right at the bottom of the page. And I'll pull a semi Gary V here and uh, give out my email, nickg at rain.agency. I'm very responsive. I'd love to hear from people. I'm not going to go give out my cell phone number, but happy to get some emails from listeners. And the last question we like to ask all the guests on this show to help promote voice is what is a flash briefing voice skill or experience you're using right now and really enjoy? So I can start here. And actually, Nick had mentioned Headspace earlier. But when you talk about that mental juggle of kids and work, Headspace is certainly one that I've kind of put into my rotation. And interestingly, I've actually had my daughter who's four. We were stuck in the car on the way back from um, Thanksgiving and kind of she was engaging with it as well. So Headspace is one that I use quite frequently for efficiency and kind of just getting out of the door every day. Um, Uber is another one that, that is in my rotation. I'll give you two that are both very related to our conversation about kids. Coffee, coffee, and coffee is a very important part of our lives. So the Starbucks reorder skill and shameless plug as we help build that is one I used often. And then one that I've been using a lot recently is a really cool voice experience called This Day in History. And uh, I have a four and a half year old. And for those of you out there with young kids, you know what sponges they are. And um, every day we ask Alexa about this day in history, and it can lead to an hour long conversation if I allow my son to keep firing questions off at me. But it's been a great fun breakfast uh, learning experience. So I really like that. I'm, I'm not sure who built it, but I, I'm a big fan of it. Well, thank you so much, Nithya and Nick, for being here, for sharing what you're creating, and for continuing to be a leader in the voice space. Thank you, Carrie. Nice speaking with you, Carrie. See you soon. 
Thank you for listening to the Inside Voice podcast. We greatly appreciate you being a part of our community. And if you enjoyed this episode or you like the podcast, we would love it if you would subscribe, follow, like, share, leave a review of the show. If you have any questions, comments, feedback, people you want to see on the show, things you want to learn, feel free to send us an email at kerry at modev.com. That's K-E-R-I at M-O-D-E-V.com. And be sure to check us out online at voicesummit.ai. Thank you. And we look forward to chatting with you next week.